We'll all keep getting younger and younger until we suffer a fate worse than death. Pre-life, then death. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about season four, episode nine, Teenage Mutant Leela's Hurdles. It's a tough one to say. It does sound very tough to say. I will say that I was watching this episode and, and a profound quote came into my mind. All right, what is that? Youth is wasted on the young. Is it not, my friend? I mean, uh, yes, that I I don't uh, 30 seconds into this episode and I already don't know where to go with this because it's a philosophical statement. Here's the thing. Okay. Again, it's some real stuff now. Let's go. <laughs> I am old enough to the point where I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting so old. But I'm still young enough that people who are actually old are like, shut up, kid. Like, Mm -hmm. so that you're putting me in a tough spot here. Well, well, you do tell me that I'm being an idiot when I'm saying I'm feeling so old. I mean, I'm older than you, so, you know. That being said, we have a friend that is... uh is college-aged, and she makes oh, me God. feel ancient. No, it's true. <laughs> I just... How old is she? She's like 20... Let's go there. Let's just... In the early 20s. She's old enough to drink. That is true. And um, otherwise, uh, she's she's a youngin'. It, it's, it's great to, to talk... I, I And by the way, I, I don't mean to drag you completely, Rachel, on this one, but... I really love talking to somebody and then make a reference and then they just stare at me blankly. I mean, it happens with regardless of age, but it definitely happens with uh, with her as well. It's true. I mean, it, it happens on this podcast. It, ha- it what am does. I talking it about? happens on this podcast. Plus, like, and let's just drag everybody we know. Why not? Because <laughs> why not? Yeah, let's go. Because I, I got roasted two weeks ago. Let's roast everyone else. I'd like to point out I'm the only one who has yet to be roasted on this podcast, and that's the joy of editing it. <laughs> <laughs> the joy of editing the podcast. But no, I was I, I made a reference uh, to the Tootsie Roll Pop commercials from way back in the day with uh, Mr. Owl. Oh, yeah, Mr. And he, Owl. he counts and he goes, one, a two-hoo. A three, and I he bites the, the thing. Yeah. You gotta, you, you gotta do that. Well, that's the reference well, no, I, I made. I know. No, I, I, I said. I'm just saying. I love. Okay. Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. So, but I made that reference, and my girlfriend did not get it. Okay. And I'm like, well, how? Like, she just, she didn't, she didn't grow up with a lot of media, from what I understand. Right. She didn't grow up watching a ton of TV. Yeah. And so, like, there are times when I'm just like, I will, you know, someone like me who was raised watching The Simpsons and like I do sure. a Futurama podcast. Like I'm tied Same. into that whole media thing. Like I was raised by television. Same. And so it was just a very surreal thing to be like, huh, 
Okay. Yep. Let me explain a 19 <laughs> or like early 1990s television cartoon, maybe older. When did that when did that cartoon I don't, come into existence? I know of it. I've watched it before. It was on television when I was watching television. And I am a late 80s baby. I'm going to Google it. Ooh, it's been Google's that corner. We need to have a catchy we need to have catchy like sound drops for these things. That's uh, true. We need to have so many sound drops. <laughs> so the original commercial in which the boy proposes the question to a cow, a fox, a turtle, and an owl, and each one tells him to ask somebody else. That debuted in 1969. I have never seen that full cut of that commercial. And I've only seen the the Mr. Owl one, right? Where he asks the turtle, and where then the, the turtle part. tells yeah. him to, uh huh. So, um, that's, uh, but yeah, that's what the original's based. So, in 1969, so it's an old commercial. It's older than than me, certainly. I know it's older than you, slightly. No, I'm not that. <laughs> I was like, dang, okay, hold on. I I I didn't realize you were the age of my parents as well. I thought we were close enough to the same generation, but I was wrong. Well, as we're about to find out in this ben episode, is a boomer. it's pretty easy to hop backwards and forwards uh, through ages, as it's we'll find true. out in this episode. And off we go to the actual Futurama part of our episode. Kind of, maybe, possibly, who knows. The, the longer this goes on, the this podcast goes on the less we actually talk about futurama <laughs> the very last episode that. of this podcast it's going to be the title of the episode we're going to say welcome to the world of tomorrow <laughs> and it's going to be a 60 minutes 60 of minute conversation around. about steak sauce or tootsie roll pop <laughs> commercials or <laughs> it'll be the greatest hits is what you're saying <laughs> started the episode yet this podcast is just it's all it's all downhill from here <laughs> it pretty much is so oh so let's actually get into the the episode but hey hey oh, i would just mind. like to point out before okay. we get in a lot of people learned something today because i learned about the longer full version of that commercial and that it was created in 1969 we've all learned stuff here today i, I feel enriched we truly are I truly, truly enriched. Now, without further ado, let's talk about a dumb television show from the early two thousands. Teenage mutant, teenage mutant Leela's hurdles. It's really hard to say. It starts out at Planet Express. It sure does. Everything seems great until a giant winged gargoyle blasts through the roof. It's Pazuzu. Uh huh. The professor put him through college, and this is how he repays him. And he gets pooped on. Yep. The professor decides that he's going to drive after the gargoyle. So he like er, he gets everybody together in the Planet Express ship, puts on his best driving attire. Mm-hmm. Including his driving thong. I try not to think about the driving thong, but... I mean, it's important to the... No, I mean, it's important to the ensemble. Well, yes, but it's also implied. You know when someone's in their driving gear, they're wearing their driving thong. You don't need to say it. I know, but he does explicitly say it. Some things just belong behind closed doors. like or driving pants. Like driving thongs. Or behind closed pants. Right. And we don't need to know about them unless we're sponsored by me undies, at which point we will talk all about driving thongs. Or light speed briefs. 
I like how Me Undies is the one <laughs> podcast go to advertisement that we repeatedly just pretend that we are actually sponsored by. <laughs> oh, the, I'm just I speaking of lightspeed briefs, I'm just dreaming about what that would be like. Um so yeah, a professor gets gets all dressed up in his driving attire including his driving thong and uh kind of uh, when Leela says why shouldn't I drive, he's pretty misogynist towards her. It was kind of gross. Well, so this is this brings up a uh Especially since since he's hired her to be a, a space captain, right? So this brings up a thing. It's it's one of my big complaints about my only real complaints about Futurama in general. And I know we've talked about it before, where it's like any time they decide they want to be like, oh hey, here's some jokes about how he's old or about uh, how this planet's full of women or whatever. Like it goes too far, sure, because to exaggeration. Because in this situation, it's the professor. So the joke is the professor is being an old man who has to get up in his driving gear and driving thong just to drive. And that he's also like, women can't drive. Like, we're not going to the grocery store. And then in the immediate next scene, he is his chair is moved all the way up to the front Mm -hmm. he gets on the highway going 35 miles per hour the space highway where it seems like everybody has lined up on one singular plane Uh uh-huh that's how space highways work that's just science we all know that it's true but um but yeah and then so it's like leela gets upset that because i the 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 weird thing about this moment for me is that Leela gets upset at the misogyny of his comment. Okay. Meanwhile, we, the audience, are supposed to be behind this weird ageism that we've got going on. Yeah, there's a lot here like, that just, uh, doesn't quite match. It's weird It's weird to have that one thing called out like, oh, look at Grandpa's old uh, uh, beliefs about you know women can't drive. And then we're like, oh, but ha, 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 Grandpa can't drive. It's sort of a weird... It, it's weird tonal whiplash That's for me true. which yeah. is it's really weird yeah i mean yeah i i agree this the first half of this episode is very a like very pointed at the professor being too old yeah which it, is it really is but i mean it's and it's important to the plot of the story but it's some of it it's it's rough yeah um I- anyhow so uh as has been alluded to he starts this ship which causes everybody to freak out they go to maximum buckling on their seat belts including bender riveting himself to the ship literally <laughs> with rivets through uh-huh. his arms um and uh yeah the they're going really slow for the rate of traffic on this space highway where the ship can go 99 percent of light speed it is going 35 miles an hour um the professor also has a blinker on and is blocking both lanes of traffic on the space highway I the space highway just confounds me. I mean that's fair. You can travel in all sorts of directions. Mm-hmm. Why are you just lining up in a straight line? Also, most of the time they don't merge onto a highway. They just kind of go. I think there's there was one where they had a convoy when they went to the gas station. Mm-hmm. Cuz that well that was a historic Route 66. Ah, oh, see, yeah, historic. See, it's- the space highways exist when there's a joke to be had, whether it's grandpa can't drive or if it's math either one either joke style is fine it really much yeah well it also mattered because fry ate the gas station uh bathroom egg I, i'm going back to a previous episode i do not need to do we're that. 
we're a little all over the place with m- maybe this is why we need a podcast highway. We go, okay. we get on the on ramp right, okay. of the podcast highway. Because I'm, I'm going to get off on the <laughs> off ramp on this joke. We get on the podcast highway. <laughs> okay. And, then and we merge into the we, podcast. We merge highway. into the with all the other podcasts uh-huh. that are all staying 100% on topic like podcasts do, never deviating from hmm. the point of the the podcast. And then once the podcast is over, we just go on the off ramp and then go back into normalcy. I was going to say Flavor Town for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> We couldn't even we couldn't even stay on the on topic highway for about four seconds in this metaphor. We immediately jump off to Flavortown. What in I'll, also Look, I, I, I go, do want to challenge your, your idea that the point of podcasting is to stay one hundred percent on topic. You, you go on a a very focused journey uh for a joke and the whole time you just start thinking about Guy Fieri and by the time you get off that flavor magician guy fieri by the time you get off of the the podcast highway you're just like guy fieri is all you can think about he haunts your dreams now so uh how about we get back on that podcast highway i do not know where we we took this gas station (laughs) off ramp into a rest area into a ditch on And that's fire. why we need a podcast highway because okay. then we'd have we'd have maps, we'd have podcast atlases that are like, oh you're I see you're talking about an an old de- no, this is starting to sound like clippy. <laughs> <laughs> I agree we need podcast clippy. I see you're starting a podcast. I would suggest you don't <laughs> Look, I'm I'm going to go on record saying that podcast clippy is probably the best idea I've ever had. You've you have all witnessed my peak right here in this moment. <laughs> I just I we've gotten nothing done in this episode except for these these back to the Futurama-esque jokes. I see you're trying to get back on track. <laughs> no, podcast clippy, don't come back now. I'm working. <laughs> I was so close. They're on this highway, yeah, the space highway, and uh, they are driving around. And they're, uh, you know, they give the professor some guff for being old and driving thirty-five miles per hour. And then all of a sudden, they are in Florida for some reason, yeah, because uh, they head to Gummer's Cafeteria in Florida, where it's two thirty, and it's they can catch the early bird dinner special. the The crew is rather. Um, annoyed because they he, he pulls out some nuclear powered teeth from his pants uh-huh. they don't belong there and uh, where else are you gonna put them you he can't put them in his mouth they're nuclear powered yeah and so uh it chomps up the food and then goes on this weird rampage well, like it, it accidentally bites fry's finger and it gets the taste of human blood because teeth can definitely taste it's how they work and then oh i didn't even think of that ever <laughs> I just thought, like, oh, this is a neat little uh, little callback. Or uh, look, if you can sit reference. here picking apart the space highway and the podcast highway, I can point out that teeth don't taste. I mean, fair. 
That's true. I mean, we're we're all on we're all finding the real flaws. We're all learning a lot on this episode. Hi, we've had a lot of fun here. So they too much fun. They um decide that he is just too darn old. So they sure do. They wake up the professor uh, from a nap at Planet Express, and and Hermes says that they're going to have him youth assized. I wanted to be very clear at what I said. And it's important. Because um, I believe the professor thinks they meant euthanized, which is a different thing. It's a very different entirely. thing. But the professor, I don't, I don't think that he, I think we're supposed to believe that that's what he said. Because oh, even yeah. after it's explained that A, it's this season's shark card enema, and B, yeah. it's just the way to like feel more youthful. Yeah, it's a trendy new spa treatment. Uh, he still doesn't want to go. They still have to drag him off. Yeah, so, the professor does prefers to be old as he doesn't have to talk to his parents. He no one asks him to help move, and he doesn't have to t- understand today's edgy TV sitcoms. He very he puts specific emphasis on the edgy part hmm maybe i am old because that all sounds kind of like me that's fair but you do like brooklyn 99 that is a today's uh sitcom as well as the good place i haven't watched it yet i've heard it's very good i thought you liked that as well no 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 i've been i've been convinced that i need to watch it i just haven't gotten to it yet i have seen it's on the list i have seen the first episode i am enthralled not enough to to break away from Brooklyn Nine Nine at this point. So my my problem is that I don't have a place where I can watch all the episodes. Yeah, and there's that, no good that makes place it a that. harder sell for me. Mm-hmm. There's no good place for that. You tried that joke twice now, and I'm still not laughing. Well, I, there was some crosstalk. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that the listeners at home made sure they got the whole thing. So yeah, they. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's I think it's mostly just we're supposed to sort of believe that's what he because he he doesn't want to be young young he likes being old like you pointed out so they take him to the bubbling hot springs geezer spa which is this weird spa floating in space somewhere on like some asteroid or something it's not really explained yeah. uh their per, uh his pers- personal youth heather walks in who starts with a botulism treatment taken from a can of warmed canned mushrooms <laughs> I love I love his reaction when his face tightens up and he's like, give me back my floppy face. It's like, so good because you can see like it's all just like taken straight back. It's it's very good. Um, the next treatment is a tentacle massage. The professor is still retaining a lot of grump in those joints. I could really use one of those tentacle massages. It looked pretty dope. I mean, he literally melted off of the thing. It looks pretty dope. I want to <laughs> melt off of a table. You know you're relaxed when you're literally melting off yeah, of a table. When you are- or you, you are being turned into a liquid, which I like through heat, which I would not recommend. Um, well, we've done it in this very room while recording this very episode, uh, podcast. Tentacle melting only. I can only, like, <laughs> every time you say a thing, I think that's our new tagline. Back to the Futurama. Tentacle Ten- melting only. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. So, I, this is such a weird, goofy thing that we Heather do. Heather has a, like, an ageometer. Uh-huh. It's not even explained what this thing is. It's just, no, like, it a little device works. that measures the age of somebody. 
so she suggests that for such an advanced case of old, because um, the the age meter is reading 161. That's pretty old. That's pretty old. Uh, they try the strongest treatment available, a full body bath and searing hot tar. It is not necessary or wise to be naked. <laughs> and the professor is like, you remind me of my tennis instructor. There's I, a lot a lot going on here. I oh. just I like the the phrase it's not why uh, necessary or wise to be naked because that applies to a lot of things. It's true. Cooking bacon. Oh, not wise. For example, not why not necessary, of course. Of course. Definitely not wise. <laughs> nope. Don't want to do that. No, you might get some splatters taking a test at school in your nightmares. Yeah. It'll it'll really take the anxiety out of the test itself. That's true. There'll, you'll have a lot of anxiety about other things. May not translate into I mean, unless, any sort of performance increase. Unless you're in the year 3000 where it just seems to be acceptable to be nude whenever you want. Well, unless, I guess if you're the professor. He gets nude a lot. He does. In last week's episode, we didn't even call this out. On last week's episode when it was really hot, he's just sitting around oh, that's the, true. the Planet Express uh building naked so yeah i mean there's a lot of n- nakedness from uh, the professor in this this uh television show heather points out that the tar blisters the age right out of the body in what scientists suspect is a miracle that seems what scientists would say um so she starts pumping a little bit more tar into the pit um and then the professor says, I'm late to buy a single piece of fruit with a coupon, then return it, making people wait behind me while I argue. And then they're like, he's still pretty old. Yes. So Bender decides that he just, she's not pumping this pump hard enough, which Clearly. I don't, I don't know what logic that is. Like somehow. B- Bender only sees one thing, bending. And then past that, any de- primitive degenerate forms of bending. Which pumping is. And so, um, uh, so yeah, he, he pumps this pump really, really, really hard. And then the tar explodes out and causes the entire ground to just sort of cave in. Mm-hmm. And everybody falls into the pit. Except for Heather. She seems to be fine. This ain't her first rodeo. It's true. Well, she was pushed away from the pump, so. She probably was like, all right, y'all can figure She's this out. She's off over uh, Instagramming her friends. It's what all the kids do these days. In the year 3000 and mm-hmm. X, yeah. Mm-hmm. Instagram. Wow, Instagram did really good then because they hung around for over a millennium. No, it goes out of style for a bit. Oh. And then hipsters like it ironically. And then... 20 years later, nostalgia hipsters get really into it because it's retro photography now. Sure. Oh, man. And so so on goes the cycle <laughs> until the year 3000, at which point, uh, right around 3000, that pendulum swings back into like a trendy thing that kids do. So, so it's like Polaroid if the cycle was continuing with that, kind of. Right. Polaroid's coming back, man. Like, Okay, we're in that phase then. Yeah, it's true. Like they're they're making Polaroid can't they're digital now, which is weird. Then because it's not we all Polaroid. because we all have but it's by Polaroid. Just cuz it's a brand name doesn't mean a thing. 
I'm assuming the Instagram in the future you've given to Futurama is still the same con like same Instagram. Like it's still just yeah, but it's like your- holograms or something. By then, it's not called Instagram anymore. It's called like Meet Morp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it is an art form if we're going from the Steven Universe point of view. Um. No man, she's off Instagramming, so she <laughs> she doesn't fall in the pit. Everyone else falls in the pit. Okay, regardless of what why she didn't fall in the pit, she's not in there. Don't look for her in the pit. And uh, everybody, this everybody, it's going to be so scattered. Holy, holy! Cow. I'm going to cut this thing down to the moments we are only talking about Futurama, and it's going to be 12 minutes long at most. And it will either be our best or worst episode ever. So everybody's covered in tar and they're climbing out of this big pit that formed <laughs> underneath them. And uh, the professor is like, all that and it didn't even work. And he's like uh, wiping the tar off of his face. And then he now has hair. Um, bright and red hair. Bright red hair and is not wrinkled anymore. So the age reading comes out to 53. <laughs> he says, now I'll need a fake ID to rent ultra porn, which I'm just going to say, I've got a lot of questions that we cannot really get into yeah. on this PG-13 rated podcast. Yeah, this is not the the place and or time. We, we got that clean lyrics uh, tag there on that iTunes. I would like to keep that. And we are not going to get rid of that. Uh, so anyway, the, f- then Fry is like, it worked. But as he says it, his voice cracks a little bit. And so they all kind of wipe the tar off of them. And now they are all like 14. Yeah, they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yay. The most fun period. period. Oh, God. No, never, never again, please. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 that, that kind of, that's kind of the end of my rough period I, and i discussed this a little bit in the season break episode where i found weird al and it became a normal human being um but yeah like it's not a great time it's not a great it w- time it's certainly not one i want to go revisit no 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 not at all um, um including zoidberg who is uh i i got this quote from the infosphere he reverts to a larval codfish like form Okay, that's good because I in my notes I literally didn't know what to write. Oh, I I had nothing. That's why I went for Infosphere. Thank goodness for that wonderful website. Also, Bender turns into a teenager, which is weird. Yeah, Bender Bender's is very confusing based on I think we've we've seen his origin we, story. He's, at this he's point. established so up to this point because even then it gets retconned later on. That's fair. But up to this point, we have established that Bender is four years old and remembers his own birth on the factory line. Mm-hmm. Have we seen that yet, or is that in a, in a future episode? That was in the Mother's Day episode. Okay, so where he goes through bending school and has the little uh huh yeah. I'm pretty sure that was Mother's Day. Okay, yeah. So yeah, he was he basically came out fully formed. So the fact that he's reverting to child Bender is weird funny though it yes it serves the joke <laughs> so i'll take it so uh back at planet express all the kids are misbehaving and uh and the professor just wants to get everybody back to their normal ages and expects everyone to go 
about their jobs like adults. They are not going to do such a thing. Literally, the only things I have written about this scene are the kids are misbehaving. Yep. Quote, goodbye, Mr. Dumsworth. <laughs> that is That happens when Hermes has to, is told to say goodbye to, to the professor after La Barbara and Dwight come and pick him up. And then Leela decides to spend time with her parents because it's what she's always wanted. I also have, uh, she, as she's been th- thrown backwards in time, she says that. The professor then yells, that's not what happened. Shut up and go live with your parents. Down in the sewer, Leela wants to have the real teen experience that she never got. She wants strict parents who who enforce the rules. Her, her parents immediately say, we'll try to respect your independence and freedom. And uh, like, that's not what she wants. And so she she manages to be like. No, you have to be strict. And he's like, all right, we'll be the strictest parents ever. Now let's all celebrate with some tequila. She's underage. And he puts in a, like, twisty, a silly straw. A silly straw. Yeah. It's so funny. There, This comes back later. We did a really good beat. I can't wait for that either. This is a really good episode for her parents, honestly. Oh, man, they're like, perfect. This is, this is maybe, like, the best one for them. It's so good. It's true. Uh, we do get a, a few uh, little vignettes of other how the other characters are taking this. Uh, Amy is back on Mars at the Wong Ranch. Uh, her mom's really upset that her daughter is young again because it'll it causes her not to be able to have a grandchild yet. And uh, her dad makes a lot of fat. Her jokes. dad makes a lot of fat jokes. Boy, howdy! It's just nothing but fat jokes from her dad. And we never we don't see those characters again. <laughs> It's true. They, they, just they, sh- they show up to complain about lack of grandchildren and, and make then fun make, of her for being fat. Make fun of their daughter for being fat. And then we move on to the next scene, which is back at Planet Express. Uh, the professor is trying to figure out how to escape the horrible ravages of youth um, and is complaining. And then Bender says, I'm tired of complaining. I'm going to th- run away from this dead end family. And he's on a motorcycle. I, I love. My, my, I think my favorite part of this episode is Teenage Bender. Yeah. Because he's on a motorcycle and he makes this, this grand gesture of like driving his motorcycle into the professor's experiment. And then he's like, I'm sick of this place and I'm leaving. And uh, the professor basically <laughs> just calls his bluff. It's like, there's the door. It's like, all right, I'm going to do it. All right, go ahead. Okay, I'll behave. And he's also got braces, yes. which I think is... I love everything about Teenage... <laughs> like, I would not want to be the parent for oh. Teenage Bender. Oh, that sounds like a headache. But I love everything about Teenage Bender he's from, ve- a he, from a distance. From a from a respectable dif- distance, yes. he's he. This, this scene is very good because of the beat or two that it takes until Bender realizes that his bluff is being called and he lost the game. And he's like, I'll be good. It's very, it's very terrific. Down in the sewer, Fry comes to pick Leela up for a date. They're going to a movie, ma'am. And then he winks, and then her father is like, all right, well, wherever you're going, just try to be in before. If you come in after midnight, try, make, try not to wake us up. <laughs> and Leela's immediately like, no, I, my curfew is at 11. You're the boss. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the laid-back Taronga parents. They're great. Um, like I said, they're really good in this episode. Uh, so uh, Fry and Leela go to Stenchy's, a diner where they're in fan boats, and a mutant couple uh, park next to them. 
It's a jock named Moose and Mandy. And He's wearing a sweater. I, I don't really have much. There's not much. Per- I mean, they're styled to look like 1950s, yeah. like, kids. It's like a, they're one-note characters. Uh-huh. So they definitely didn't make it onto the uh, uh, March Ocean Madness bracket. They they did not, but did many not. of your favorites did. So, Wink. um, Wink. so yeah, they they get into sort of a, a verbal argument, and then Leela's like, "Let's be a let's be adults." Hey, let's drag race, and so they do this whole drag race through the sewers. Yeah, that um, it's it's kind of a whole scene. Uh, so I'm just going to say my favorite bits because there's a couple of good background bits. First of all, I never noticed this before, but El Chupa Nibre is in the background in one oh, of them. Oh, neat. I didn't, I didn't catch that. He's right behind the theater where they are showing Fiddler way below the roof. And the... Uh, I believe he got five stars. He got five stars. It says, it's crap. And it's from the Village Movement. We really should have had stool pigeons on as guests this episode <laughs> um, because there's a lot of poop jokes. There sure are. Um, they also go through the sewage treatment plant where the sign on the sewage treatment plant says, our duty is clear. Oh, very clear. Um, this segment has a lot of poop jokes. And then we didn't even talk about the rat feces that was on Fry's burger he was going to order. Well, he was going to get it without it, which means he's on a diet. So yeah, then they they get diverted by a tapeworm mm-hmm. and have to get uh, go down some like side tunnel. But luckily, they're going right under Planet Express right at nine p.m., which is the exact moment the professor always goes to the bathroom now because of his damned regular colon. I really love that he, as he's flushing, he yells, "The devil take this predictable colon!" Uh, and then so they burst through this tunnel at the end with a swell of just I don't want to think about it sewage well yes sewage uh, it propels leland fry past past moose and mandy to win the race and cross the finish line but as they're trying to stop leela can't reach the handbrake because she's too short now mm-hmm. and they crash into martin luther thing high school uh that'll be detention um so back at planet express the professor has good news he thinks he has a way to solve the aging problem he, he reveals that the tar was saturated with time-altering chronotons, and the professor has built an oil-eating bacterium to take the tar off of their DNA, or Bender's robot DNA, or RNA. It's definitely what RNA stands for. Uh-huh, 100%. Uh, also, the little bacterium, or little Pac-Man-looking mm-hmm. things, which I enjoy. It's very good. Um, Leela says that rather than go through this treatment, she would actually rather stay young and redo her teen years Mm -hmm. living down in the sewer with her parents because again it's what she's always wanted is growing up with her parents Mm -hmm. the professor tells her that the only way if she's not treated soon the only way to regain her age would be would be to grow into it naturally as As god God intended intended. it's a very good moment because it cuts to like when you when it's yeah like the light uh from under his face Mm -hmm. and like is a very spooky sort of like it's it's mm-hmm. wonder it's a wonderful shot um leela leela's mother asks her if she really wants to give up her old life but leela really wants to live with her parents um fry 
comes over and tells Leela that he'll miss her and sh- he'll visit when when he's all grown up. Um, Leela Leela whispers, "Bring beer." And her dad, no yet- beer until you finish her tequila. Her dad is so good in this. I mean, but he's right though. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Yeah, it's true. Like that's a thing that people say, and so it's obviously he's correct. Clearly, we've just, had a lot of fun here. Just tonight. doing what good parents do. We've had a lot of fun here tonight. Hi, I'm Mike from Back to the Futurama. Liquor before clear beer, you're in the clear. Ba da da da. Uh, so yeah, they they go back to Planet Express. They go in this machine that distrib- that literally coughs all the bacteria onto them and sneezes at one point, I believe. And it's called the bacterial spew chamber. And you, didn't to, you did not want to say that. You did not have a good face when I said it. There's a lot of things going on in this episode. <laughs> Sewage, spew chambers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pazuzu. Uh-huh. Uh, Zoidberg. We haven't even gotten there. So um, so they get, they, they get this uh, uh, tar-eating bacteria spewed all over them. And when the, the dust clears, they're all actually younger. Uh, the professor is 37 and a half and getting younger by the second. Yep, so he he measures uh, Amy's age, and her age counts backwards down to her eighth birthday, which has like a little nice little like da da. It's very nice. So yeah, they're they're getting younger, and he points out that uh, if this keeps going and they can't figure out a way to fix it, they will just get younger and younger and younger until they uh, <laughs> until they experience the worst fate of all, pre life, and then death. Seems pretty bad. Uh, in the meantime, Zoidberg is starting to go through all of his larval stages, including a trilobite and a giant clam and a, and a parasitic lamprey. There's a lot of good Zoidberg visual things here that, as this is a audio medium, is not very helpful. Yeah. Zoidberg's visual humor in this episode is very good. Yeah. So not great on a podcast. Either way, uh, as the professor needs to figure out what to do. Also, the professor's got a big like red afro now because oh, he's, yeah. he sort of goes through all sorts of different uh, decades from the 1900s because now he's like a disco guy. Yeah. Later on, he's like a... He turns into a hippie and then he turns yeah. into like a 50s nerd. Yeah. Like, it's very good. It's very good. Uh, so while the professor thinks of a way to solve this, he needs a babysitter. So he turns to Leela. Leela's babysitting the kids, and uh, I also noted here that in this shot, Amy suddenly isn't fat, which is like a weird thing because she existed to be fat solely for her dad to make fun of her. While Leela is about to tell everybody a story, she sticks sea and enemy Zoidberg to the wall because he couldn't see on the floor. So she's going to read teen, like, teen Mutant People or whatever. Mutine Magazine. Uh, and she's like, which would you rather hear about? Four-legged Chachi or Tentacle Chachi? Uh, Fry wants to hear a... Sp- <laughs> it's very good. Every time I hear Chachi, I'm always like, Tentacle Chachi. Uh-huh, clear. Oh, 100%. He can give you those good tentacle massages. And it comes back around into melting with tentacles. Melting with tentacles only. Back to the Futurama. Melting, melting. with tentacles only. <laughs> it's the emphasis. So good. So Fry asks for a space story and hands her a child's garden of space legends. 
which is kind of a baby book, but okay. And she flips through looking at the different stories and finds one that's called The Fountain of Aging. She immediately calls the professor who's like, well, it's kind of a myth. But then again, the tooth fairy was a myth. And now he's head of the FBI. <laughs> Great. I mean, he's he 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 headed up the, the tooth agency. Mm-hmm. And now just moving up. It's the it's the path of a career bureaucrat. You start mm-hmm. in at the at at small local tooth agencies. It's true. You get into your state tooth agency. Mm-hmm. You get into the National Tooth Association. Mm-hmm. The NTA. The NTA. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's just an easy jump to the FBI or NSA, right? And then you just you work your way up from there. It's it's a very common path to get into the FBI. Oh, very. We've all been there. Let's be honest. I mean, I haven't, but I. I, well, I mean, no, I've never been. I've been. I've considered this career okay. because we. It's it's a pretty lucrative career path. They decide they're going to go try to find this fountain of aging. The professor is now a hippie, and all the kids are like five. Yeah. Uh, Fry points out that he smells like smoking and drinking. He had a few beers, but he's cool to drive. So, um, um, since Leela is grounded for knocking the school over, uh, she wishes she she could come. She could go. Her mom says, "Of course you can go. It's your friends. It was just a public school." And Leela insists that she should be confined to her room until she sneaks out. So she goes with them and. they are flying to uh, where they can find the Fountain of Aging, which this book points out is just past Teddy Bear Junction. <laughs> the worst scum hole in the galaxy. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, the the kids are turning into like toddlers and they're playing with Bender's various parts. Yeah. Like building blocks. And it's a very cute image. It's very cute. I do want to point out a, a, a trope that I kind of like in, in when Leela says they should be confined to their room, dot, 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 until the, she sneaks out. Um, she literally says that at the front door, and then there's a good amount of time that passes before she <laughs> says the second part. It and is, it's like, what do you do? you do anything in between there? It is an interesting, th- like, I would like to see somebody do that in real life, where they're just like, oh, yeah. Cool, no, I'll uh, see you at the ball game. And then they, 20 minutes later, like they are looking at their watch and the ball game starting and they're on the couch watching TV and they're like, just kidding, ball games are for chumps. Like, you don't, you don't <laughs> wait the 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, very, it's wonderful to me. And I think, I don't remember which... which there was a sitcom that did this trope and subverted. I think it was Community, because they do a lot of subversion of these tropes. That like, would make sense. It's like you just stood there for twenty minutes. What are you doing? So, so anyway, yeah, they I distracted us again. Podcast Highway Man. So let's roar back onto this and merge in. So they no. they find the Fountain of Aging on this uh, burned out sun, and like this really old burnt out mm-hmm. sun. And it is this big whirlpool of like purple liquid. Yeah. Um, so they land right next to it. Uh, the crew is babies and the professor is a young teen at this point. Um, but they have to be careful and only stay in the fountain enough to regain their right ages because they don't want to overshoot it. 
And at that point, Zoidberg falls in and he reverts through all of his stages Mm -hmm. into normal Zoidberg. And then he turns into this like gray husk and just collapses in on Mm -hmm. himself because he aged himself to death. It's a horrible death. But turns out it's not Zoidberg. It's Zoidberg's brother, Norman. Uh, Zoidberg is now a coral somehow and has all of his siblings back on him. And Norman split off and jumped into the fountain. So Zoidberg is okay. It's very convoluted. It's, but it's very, very convoluted. It's very good as a visual gag, not so much as a description. Yeah, they they're like, okay, well, we, you case in point, we got to be really careful. And then, uh, but at that point, the babies have turned into literal fetuses. Yes, and like in little weird. Yep. Yeah. Like. Yep. Bender has gone <laughs> I from I described that at all and I'm not going to try. Bender has turned into a, uh, a box containing bending unit parts and then he suddenly flips into a CD containing <laughs> blueprints for a bending unit. This might be my favorite gag in the episode. It's so good. And it's funny to me because up until this point, we haven't seen any of Bender's transformations. And all of a sudden, a box turns into a CD. <laughs> that is going to be my gif of the episode. <laughs> because, because it makes no sense. Stay a bit. It's Ben's gif of the episode. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the professor is like, well, thanks. He's talking like sort of a weird like voice where he's like, thanks, Weewa. He's and- like about five, I think it seems. And so he's like, after this, you can go back to live with your family and grow old with them. And then they go in, but he can't hold on very well. So they all get sucked in this whirlpool mm-hmm. and they're they're growing up. And Zoidberg is just popping through all of his different forms, which is, is a good visual gag. It's very good. That would be my gif of the week. And so Leela decides to... She, thinks for a beat but then she decides to to jump in she's got uh, something tied around mm-hmm. her uh she jumps in and grabs onto them and manages to pull everybody out and everybody is great except the professor is still in there and he's in tr- in uh, danger um at that moment pazuzu the gargoyle from earlier which you probably have forgotten about because that i was, know i did because that was 45 minutes ago basically bs that we did um, he latches, he's, he's latched on the ship and he flies into the fountain and saves the professor. Um, the professor is even older than when he started and everyone is back to their, roughly their, their right age. One thing we forgot to mention is that as the professor is getting sucked down into this pool, oh, yes. he's like, with my last breath, I curse Zoidberg. It's a good, I, I might, it, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to say with my last breath yet, because I'm not even hopefully anywhere close to that. This is a pretty good uh, dying it's breath. It's a pretty good, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the gargoyle dives in, pulls him out, and then um, he he and the gargoyle actually hug for a moment, which is like, I'm really confused about what their relationship is. It's true. Uh, Pazuzu never speaks to the professor that we know of. Uh, and then so everybody is like, all right, we're back to our normal ages. Maybe even just a little bit younger. Uh, Leela is happy that she has her fabulous life back with her fabulous friends. And the professor is happy because he's older than he's ever been. He he kind of throws his arms up in celebration. And it sounds like all of his bones break. And now he's even older. 
Uh, so the professor asks how Pazuzu how he could possibly repay him, and then we cut to France where he Pazuzu is speaking to his child gargoyle, saying that this is when he got his freedom, and then says Bonui to his child and Bonui to you all as the Futurama theme tolls and bells. And that ends the episode. And that means it's time for... Graves. I have sort of mixed feelings on this episode because okay. I think the entire first half of the episode... Uh, I don't I don't know if necessarily half. The first part, I don't really get any enjoyment out of. Like, we get it. The professor's old. Yeah. Um, you know, he's flying slowly on the highway and he's going to dinner at 2 30 p.m in florida like Mm -hmm. it's like i said it is really my biggest complaint with futurama as a as an entire series is that is when they do stuff like that yeah um and i mean if nothing else it's sort of an old like a it's cliched yeah like so you know I'm, i'm not i'm not big on that uh, but I do think that the moment that all the, all the crew starts turning into teenagers and like getting younger, there's a lot of good jokes that stem from that. Um, I like the whole thing where Fry and Leela go on like a date as teenagers. I mm-hmm. love teenage Bender and his freaking motorcycle and braces. And I didn't even talk about how adorable like baby Bender was with yeah. his little like big uh satellite dish ears like <laughs> um there there's a ton of great stuff but it is all very second part of the episode mm-hmm. heavy and so if i could just grade that second part mm-hmm. i would probably say an a and if i only graded the first part i'd probably say a c so i'm gonna average it out to a pretty solid b okay so I'm having, I mean, like, I, I agree with you here. Uh, the It's very clear that it, the second part is much uh, better. And it seems to be that the whole front, the whole the writers, to me, seem like they were like, we've got this funny bit. How do we get here? Which leads to the professor being old, which they hammer, which you've mentioned before. Possibly too much. We could have gotten a little bit more time with the de-aged crew. Uh, with Leela and her her parents, who are fantastic in this. Episode. Oh yeah, I didn't even mention them in my grades, but like, great. They're they're wonderful. Zoidberg is 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 wonderful. He never really de ages as the same way, but you know, you he's still him, but he's like going through a different phase. I still don't understand how he how a coral becomes a a lobster man, but I'll d- put. I'll that tell aside. you when you're older. Okay, good. I'll wait. I'll wait till I'm. <laughs> A couple more years. What do you think ultra porn is? Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I I agree with you. It's really hard to get through the first part. It feels kind of like a slog. Even with some decent jokes, like like the the one that doesn't make any sense because it, teeth can't taste, but mm-hmm. still makes... It, it's still funny, but it's just... Like, I get it. He's old. Can we get to the good parts? I so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with you, um, with your assessment, and I I think I'm gonna agree with your grade too. I think it's a it's a B. If if they had shortened the first part and made the third the second part much a little bit more, I think it would have moved up. But I think, I mean, you you don't have to have anything 
you need to Pazuzu there, but you could just go straight to the euthesizing clinic, I think. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm also not a writer of a television show on a strict deadline. So uh, I'm I'm a guy talking into a microphone for a dumb podcast that probably should have been uh, 30 minutes of what should probably have been cut out. Well, I hope you enjoyed those 12 minutes of this episode. <laughs> um shortest episode ever did you did you give a grade i wasn't paying attention i, I, I agreed with out. your grade okay. so b okay um clearly i just zone out before you know i gave my grade i'm done yeah so. no more episode left um so um yeah uh with that i think that is everything we've mm-hmm. got this week um uh like we mentioned last week keep an eye out for our march ocean madness bracket which um uh haven't gotten any specific requests so i think it's just about finalized all right and uh we will probably have a link for everybody next week so you can start filling out those brackets for march i like it oh yeah i'm very excited about this and i can't wait to share it with everybody at at home and there and uh, talk about it here on this podcast and yeah until uh we haven't done any we of our social done media. Any of social. I'm look. We spent so long. We, we spent so long taking various exits off of the uh, podcast highway that we can't stay on it when it's time. Oh look, there's there's the exit for social media information. Let's go that way. Let's let's take. Oh, missed it. Now we're we're going to. It's just the end of the episode now. Bye, everybody. <laughs> how can how can they email us, Ben? You can email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. And we are on uh, Apple Podcasts. So please rate us, review us, subscribe, and send to your friends. And I mean, I'm just super excited about Marsh Ocean Madness. Let's get that going. Oh, I'm... Look, it's going to be the redeeming thing after this episode. <laughs> if, 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 our, if you've made it this far, listener... We we thank you and we appreciate your your duty to this podcast, which you do not have to do. We are not making you do this. You can bounce out if you want. <laughs> so, until next time, <laughs> I'm Ben and I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the world, world of tomorrow. tomorrow.